talking about the things that matter most to you, Catholic Women Now. Welcome to Catholic Women Now here in Iowa Catholic Radio. We are always happy to have you be with us on this journey, um, whether you listen podcast or live on the show. But Chris, you know, we have a lot of podcasts listeners. So that's great. That's great. I love podcasts, and we just are grateful that you are supporting us in that way. And of course, we always appreciate your prayers. Welcome to all. And we are going to be talking today. I'm so excited about this to Father Robert Altier. He's the author of God's plan for your marriage. And we're excited because, well, I'm excited because my marriage group is actually doing this book. And I think the story even behind why he wrote the book is really powerful and fun. So you'll have to stay with us today. This is going to be a great show. Mm -hmm. I love this topic too. It's just so timely, so timely for our marriages right now and the family, what's going on in the world and the culture. So um, he did a fabulous job and you'll know why when he tells about the inspiration. That's right. That's right. Well, should we start with the... Hail Mary. Let's entrust this half hour to our lady in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So if you've been listening the past few weeks, you know that Chris and I have introduced something new this year with Chris coming back here in yes. the, in, <laughs> as my as my side partner here, my partner in holy things. <laughs> uh, we have a segment that we're doing every every week called the beauty, truth, and goodness. And so we're looking at things around in the world today that that brings beauty, truth, and goodness. Oftentimes through our faith, it can be just very common things. So today. We have, we're going to talk a little bit, just the truth, the truth of what our bishop, Bishop Johnson has been doing in writing a new gender policy um, for all of our schools and churches. Um, We have two pronouns and that's the truth. And he has a 60 page policy um, that you can actually read. Um, I think it's posted online, but the fact is, is the fact that he has the courage, had the courage to write this policy and lead us. Um, into the truth. We, you know, the truth is going to speak for itself anyway, but the fact that he is, you know, encouraging all of us to live that, I just, that's powerful to me. And it's written very charitably. Mm -hmm. He's very, very sensitive Mm -hmm. to the world and to the culture and to the people's needs right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what struck me about it is how he's, he's very careful to be reaching out to everybody. It's not exclusive in any way. And like Chris, you said the truth, the truth stands alone. The right. truth stands, right. you know, and he's written the truth with love, Yes, which is what, you know. And, and he, he says um, he wants to support people, but also be true to what we believe Jesus is asking of us. You know, he's just got a lot of courage these days. He's one of the few bishops who's standing up to this. So I'm just so grateful. We are very grateful yeah. for him. Yes, yes. 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 And, uh, and I'm just going to say, if you are, you know, if you're feeling like this gratefulness and you're so pleased that what God has done here with this appointment of the of Bishop Johnson, write him a letter and let him know. Yeah, just thank him. Just give him some affirmation. Throw him some four sentences. Sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, two sentences. Yes. Thank yes. you for what yes. you're doing. Or how you're an email. Up. An email. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, so. exactly. Well, the moment we've been waiting for, Chris, (laughs) (laughs) we have today on the show with us, Father Robert Altier. He has served in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis since his ordination in 1989. He has lectured throughout the Twin Cities and is best known for his EWTN series, The Fundamentals of Catholicism, and his devotion to the Eucharist and to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
He has 33 years of preparing couples for marriage, and he joins us today to chat about his newly released book, God's Plan for Your Marriage. Welcome, Father Robert, to the show. Thank you. God bless you. Well, thank you. Well, um, it's always interesting to know how these books come about, but you have a very uh, unusual story of how this book kind of came to you, and we'd like you to share that with our listeners today. Well, uh, back actually, I guess three years ago, so it was uh, February of 2019, uh, I was uh, awakened one night, um, and nothing like this has ever happened before or since, and I was just told, here's what to do for couples preparing for marriage. Well, I certainly wasn't thinking about what to do for couples preparing for marriage, because at that point, I'd been doing that for 30 years, but said, good enough, and rolled over and went back to sleep. The next morning when I got up and sat down to pray, and usually prayer is as as dead silent as silence can be, um, all of a sudden my mind, uh, into my mind came the beautiful, beautiful idea about marriage. And and I actually apologized to our Lord, and I said, I I have to write this down. I know myself well enough. If I, if I don't write it down, I'll just sit here for the, the whole hour of prayer and think about it because it's so beautiful. So I wrote it down, came back to prayer, and no sooner had I put the pen down than the next idea about marriage was in my head that I wasn't thinking about. And over the next couple of weeks uh, until literally the 28th of February, it, it ended as quickly as it started. Uh, I typed everything up, and I had 16 pages of single-space notes that had just been put into my head that I wasn't thinking about, wow. and uh, beautiful things that I've never thought about in my life, and uh, and things that I've never heard about or thought about regarding marriage. And so personally, I believe that this is heaven's response to the crisis in marriage. But at that point now, with 16 pages of single-space notes, I said, well, okay, what am I supposed to do? This is way too much to go over with a couple in pre-marriage stuff. And then the the idea came about writing a book, which I laughed at because I'm dyslexic. And it's like, <laughs> right, you want me to write a book? It's like, that's right. And of course, it was just about the beginning of Lent. And it's like, well, this isn't going to work too well. It's the busiest time of the year. Well, Our Lady gets what Our Lady wants. And <laughs> so during Lent, I sat down and wrote a book. And uh, and it was it was quite the challenge to say the least, but uh, but you know I had some good friends who were willing to edit it, and, and so worked it all through, and and uh, and and now in, in God's providence, He's gotten it published. Well, our marriage group um, here in Des Moines has just started it. We just went through the first chapter last night, and I will tell you what, they were all raving about it. There were so many nuggets in there. Once in a while, you find one or two in a chapter. It seemed like every page we turned, there was something that we were all highlighting and talking about and excited about and written at a place where we could all understand it. And I think that is one of the beautiful parts of this book as well. Yeah, it's it's actually, it's, there's some pretty profound stuff, but one of the gifts, I guess, that our Lord has given to me is the ability to be able to take those profound theological concepts and put them at the at the level of the average person. So it's not a book for theologians. This is written for people who are married or preparing for marriage, uh, and hopefully at a level they can they can grasp it. And 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 it's it's different from the other books on marriage because it's about the spiritual foundation. It's not a how to book. <laughs> But it's 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 building the foundation and putting that in place. 
which actually is a how-to <laughs> for us. In, sense, yes. so, in yes. a different way. Yes, definitely. Well, if you just joined us, we're speaking with Father Robert Altier about his new book, God's Plan for Your Marriage. And we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll have more to unpack in this book. You're listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Hi, this is Matt Wilkham from Iowa Catholic Radio with another testimonial, this time from Whitney, who says, When I started listening to Iowa Catholic Radio, I started hearing about all of the different resources. It was amazing, and it opened up the state and the community. For Whitney and so many others, Iowa Catholic Radio is truly a lifeline. Our on-air fundraiser starts February 27th, but you don't have to wait to give. Donate now at iowacatholicradio.com. Thank you. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from CTO. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now. You're listening to Chris Magruder and Julie Nelson on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network here on Catholic Women Now. And we are speaking today with our guest, Father Robert Altier, and he is the author of God's Plan for Your Marriage. And Father, I wanted to get right into it. Um, This is probably going to sound like a summary of your book, but I'm interested in why your book begins by looking at Adam and Eve and ends with the banquet of the Lamb. Well, it begins with Adam and Eve because when our Lord told us uh, about marriage, when he was asked, you know, is it permissible for a man to divorce his wife for any reason, whatever, he said, you have to go back to the beginning. God did not intend this from the beginning. That was actually an insight of of Pope John Paul II to be able to say, therefore, Jesus sent us back to the beginning. If we want to know God's intention in marriage, we have to go back to the garden, to what he intended with Adam and Eve. Because the question had to do, of course, with Moses allowing for divorce. And Jesus said that was for your hardness of heart. That wasn't what God wanted. So we had to go back before what happened with Moses. And in fact, the beautiful thing is it's going back before the fall. And so what was God's intention? Because understanding that marriage, as it even says in the nuptial blessing, marriage is the one blessing that was not forfeited by original sin or washed away in the flood. And so so marriage began in the garden and came out from the garden. And now the Lord is with the grace that we have in the sacrament of holy matrimony, then we can live marriage the way God intended. And so that's why it has to go back to the garden, to Adam and Eve, to see what God intended from the beginning. And then it goes through to the wedding feast of the Lamb, because our Lord makes very clear that heaven is a wedding banquet. And understanding in the Jewish understanding, see, we think, tend to think of it in, in the Catholic way. We have a wedding at two in the afternoon, then we have the banquet at the reception. That's not the Jewish way of marriage. A marriage banquet was seven days long, and then the wedding happened during that seven days. So when they talk about the wedding banquet, they're talking about the marriage. So heaven is a marriage. Jesus is the bridegroom, all of us together, assuming we all get to heaven, all of us who are members of the mystical body will be the bride. Mm -hmm. And so it's the bride with the bridegroom. And so marriage then is a prefiguration and a preparation 
for what heaven is to be. And people say, but didn't Jesus say that the people in heaven are neither married nor given in marriage? It's like, that's true. That's because there isn't marriage on the human level. In fact, the interesting thing is that all of us will be united, but I'm assuming that the two of you are married. I don't know that, but I'm yes. assuming that. So you will be, assuming both you and your husband make it to heaven, you won't be married because marriage ends at the moment that one of you dies, but you will actually be closer, more intimately united, not physically speaking, but more intimately united in heaven, not only with your husband, but with every other person in the mystical body, and then united with our Lord. He's the bridegroom. All of us together are the bride. So in order to understand the sacrament of holy matrimony, we have to understand what God intended from the beginning, and we have to see where it's leading, because it's supposed to prepare us for heaven. And so unless we know where we're going and what the ideal and the goal is, we can't put it really into practice. Oh, amen. Well, and that kind of goes back to our our, our, our role is to get our spouse to heaven. Right. We all want to be in eternity and enjoy that and to to do what we can. So, Father, there in the nuptial mass, there is a um, part where uh, the priest will say what man is uh, brought, what God is, what God has brought together. Mm -hmm. Let no man put asunder, which Jesus said and comes from the gospel, Mark, chapter 10, verse nine. So what is God bringing together in that moment? That's that's really the central point of this book. It's uh, is that question. And so, first of all, to understand, so that's in both Matthew, Matthew and Mark in the same question. So it's the same story that the people, the, the people coming to ask Jesus, can a man divorce his wife for any reason, whatever. But then he gives the answer from Genesis, you know, that the man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and two become one. Uh, but then he says, therefore, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Understand that is the only place in the entire Bible that that line is mentioned. So that did not come out of the Old Testament, and it is not hinted at anywhere else. This is the difference in the sacrament. That is my argument in this book. What is it that God joins? So if if Jesus said, what God has joined, let no man put asunder. And my point in the book is that notice exactly as you said, that comes immediately after the vows, because people will look at it and say, but the two become one flesh. It's like, but if they have been moral in their premarital time together, they haven't done anything yet. Their flesh has not been united. But the priest has already said what God has joined, let no man put asunder. So the marriage hasn't yet been consummated, but something has been joined. And the whole point is that God unites the souls. That's why nothing in the world can separate that. It is God who did that. So God created the two to be separate, unique individuals. God now brings them together. So there's a reverse of what happens in the garden. In the garden, we started as one with Adam. And then from Adam, God made Eve and then brought the two together as a married couple so that that the the, the 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 masculinity and the femininity then are completely uh complementary to one another and the fullness of humanity is now back together in the union of a married couple so adam had a fullness he lost part of that fullness so each is fully human but now there is the fullness of humanity both masculine and feminine that are together 
in, in, in marriage. So that's what God is doing. He is reuniting. There's a new creation that happens at the moment that a couple is married, and the two souls are united, so the two truly become one. It's and again, I may have to make the the uh, the distinction in the book about the fact that it's not a substantial union; that's um, an accidental union, is what it's called. Um, simply meaning you don't become the other one, um, but nonetheless, the two are truly and and really united. And only God can do that. He created them separately. Only God can put them together, and that can only end at the moment of death. So then, God separates the two again in order to prepare them for what they are going to have in heaven. So I hear you saying that legal divorce isn't necessarily going to split those souls. Legal and divorce then, doesn't do a thing to the two souls. Right. Than, and so then also, them. if if you have a, um, if you get married with a judge, your souls don't come together either if it's a civil marriage. Correct. So it's, it's a, all that holds you together from the judge's point of view is a piece of paper. The okay. state says you're married, but God doesn't. Okay. So when you're talking about those souls coming together, Chris, I know you and I have talked about this, that when a divorce happens, it's a ripping of those souls apart. And, you know, that teared, frayed edges. I just think about all the the woundedness and the hurt and stuff. But I'm hearing you say that they, even if that legal divorce happens, there is not actually a ripping of the souls. No, it's it, uh, obviously it tears deeply at the individuals, but the souls are still united. So unless there's an annulment, which means that the souls were never actually united. So so that's all. An annulment can't take the souls apart. An annulment is simply a declaration on the part of the church that the two souls were never united. There was never actually a sacrament. Oh, yes. Oh, and, yeah. and so, so once God unites the souls, nothing, absolutely nothing can separate them except him. And, and he will do that only at the moment of death. Wow, that's good. Because wow. we'd heard that. Yes. That's great. Yes. All right. Well, you're listening to Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now. Chris Magruder and Julie Nelson. We're talking to Father Robert Altier. We are going to be back in a minute with more amazing answers from Father Robert. <laughs> Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Mercy College of Health Sciences, mchs.edu. Cresta in the afternoon. With me right now is George Weigel. Ratzinger had the mind of 12 professors and the simple piety of a child making their first Holy Communion. That's a very powerful combination, and the two obviously influenced each other. At the center of that was this profound sense that it is the person of Jesus Christ, and through meeting him, we come to the church. Cresta in the afternoon, weekdays on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio, where we're speaking with Father Robert Eltier about his new book, God's Plan for Your Marriage. And Father, um, one of the things I think that is a real big misconception about couples getting married and and, and the engagement is that they're in love. And that can, there's so many ways that can go. So what would you say to, to that, to these couples that they're in love and it's chemistry and we're made for each other, or it's serendipity well, that, or whatever? 
I actually used to ask that question even in the book. I, I stopped asking it because that was the same answer I got. But when I asked them what love is, they told me it was this emotion and this warmth and all this stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. So so actually, we spend a whole chapter of the book what, about what is love because we're made in the image and likeness of God and God is love. And so what is love? We we're, This is what we're, what we're created for, to love and to be loved and be transformed into love. And we oftentimes don't even know what it is. So the definition that I like the best of love is doing always what's best for the other. It's mm. always self. It's always serving. It's the opposite of selfishness. And we live in the most selfish society in the history of humanity. And so people don't really know what love is. They think it's just the emotions and, and the gushiness and, and the romance and all that. But it's uh, definitely, I mean, there's emotions and romance that can come with it, but that's not what love is. And so, so it's the dying to self. It's, it's the living for another. It's, it's pouring oneself out and it's, but it's both giving and receiving. So that's the nature of love. It's a, it's a reciprocal. Um, benevolence that that is there that brings about the union. So in a marriage, it's two people giving and two people receiving. To take from the other is a violation. That's a sin against the other person because it's selfish. To love is to receive what the other person's giving to you and to give a hundred percent to the other person. So it's remember marriage is not a 50-50 thing. It's a hundred hundred. And so it's two people giving a hundred percent, two people receiving a hundred percent. And so that's the total dying to self and then the receiving of the life from the other. So both receive life from one another, both die to self. My husband and I have done marriage um, prep for couples in the past. And, and that is one of the things we talk about is marriage or excuse me, love isn't an emotion. Love comes with an emotion. It's a byproduct of the choices you make to love each other. And um, they usually understand that by the end. So I think, you know, it, it's end. something to be understood. The but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Father, what, what would be something that you would really, um, spiritual truth that you would really like to have kind of impart on everybody today, say would be important in our marriages? Well, the, the main thing, you know, when you look at marriage, there are, there are four areas of marriage. So there's the communication, there's the relational part, there's the, the physical part, and there's the spiritual part. And we, as we said earlier, the two souls are united. So my question to the married couple is always, what are you doing to build up the union of your souls? What are you doing to build up the spiritual part of your marriage? The couple certainly needs to have their own prayer life, but they need to pray together. And they have to build up the spiritual part. That's the foundation for your marriage. And so so it's that make sure you're praying for one another because married couples often forget that. You know, we're together all the time. So it's like you, exactly all the more reason why you need to pray for the other person. But But make sure you're praying for one another, but be praying together as a couple. And recognize that everything, and that you can underline it, you can you can italicize it, you can bold it. Everything that you do in your marriage is going to impact the spiritual part of your marriage. So everything then should be a prayer, as Saint Therese of Lisieux said: "Do ordinary things with extraordinary love." Mm-hmm. And and so that is across the board. Which, by the way, even the physical part of your marriage, because that's the physical expression of the spiritual union. The two bodies being united express in a physical way the union of the two souls. 
that needs to be a prayer. That is holy. That is not for fun and excitement. Obviously, there's going to be whatever pleasure and, and such involved, but that's not that's not the point. The point is you're giving that to the other person, receiving from the other person. That's truly an act of charity, of, of true love, not the way that, that our society presents that. And, and so that really needs to be a prayer. And all the more reason to begin with prayer before the act of marriage. Correct. Absolutely. Because we want to we want to include God in everything. It's not like, well, God's at the center of our marriage, but not this part. It's right. like, no, put God right. at the center of that part so that the love is truly there. The marriage is a union of a man, a woman, and God. Mm. It's not, God, yeah. you know, so, so it's the Lord who puts you together. Amen. Yeah, it's like the body speaks a language, and we see that with Christ giving his himself to us on the cross. Exactly. And remember that St. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians talks about, about marriage, but he says, I'm referring to Christ and the church. So, so it's the, the marriage of Christ is on the cross and that's what's to be lived out in, in marriage for a couple as well. Amen. 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 Well, Father, we are reaching the end of our program. Would you mind taking us out with a prayer? Certainly. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise and for all the graces you've given to us, ask your blessings for all of those who are listening today and to bless their marriages and their families and help them in all things to be able to grow in holiness and to do your will in all things. And commending all of you to the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the intercession of St. Joseph, the protection of St. Michael, the guidance of your guardian angels, and the intercession of your patron saints, May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again, Father Robert Eltier. He wrote the book, God's Plan for Your Marriage. So thank you for being with us, listeners, and uh, stay tuned because we've got great shows coming up next. Now go do impossible things with God. Today's Catholic Women. On the voice for Catholic Women Now, Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa.